0: You're listening to the positive sound of Spirit Radio. It is Saturday Magazine with Jackie. And yesterday, the U.S. Supreme Court uh, overturned the landmark Roe v. Wade abortion decision. The ruling means that it will uh, be up to the states individually to determine whether to ban abortion or not. And the abortion laws will be up to the individual states, which uh, some states have already um, indicated that they're going to have an immediate ban. And some states have even declared June 20. 4th, a state holiday. Um, And I think, you know, probably the significance is going to unfold as time goes on. But if you stop and think about it, the decision yesterday had to be the biggest decision for life saving uh, potential of all the the humans that are going to be saved because this uh, has been this uh, original ruling has been struck down on the line. To chat to us about all of this, we have Eilish Mulroy. She's from the Pro-Life Campaign. Eilish, you're very welcome to the show this morning. Thanks for having me on, Jackie. It's just great to have you here and get your perspective on it because if you look in the media, you look at the papers this morning, you look online, everything is, oh, woe be the world is falling apart and women are going to die. And that's the only focus that seems to be in the media this morning. Do you have a different perspective?
1: Absolutely. I mean I think yesterday was, as you say, like a really significant day um for the pro life movement, but I mean I would say for humanity. I mean it's a day when, um, you know, for the first time we've had an acknowledgement again of the, the the right to life and the humanity of a huge, you know, swath of human of humanity that has been ignored, has has been you know, has not had their rights um, protected and that's something really significant and momentous. I think that um, a lot of the narrative and a lot of the discussion around it is, I mean, verging on the hysterical, in fact, some of the, the commentary that I heard yesterday you know, in relation to this, was that the impact it could have on other matters, you know, that the right to privacy might be interpreted to allow X, Y, or Z. And in fact, it was really diver- diverting from what actually happened yesterday. Because in the Dobbs case, which is the case that effectively, which, which is the name of the case which overturned the Roe versus Wade uh, judgment, the judges said this related to the right to life. It was specific to this issue. It wasn't about other issues. And uh, I think it's really important for us to look at kind of why yesterday came about. And it's not, um, you know, for some of the reasons that you might hear have heard on the on the on the media in recent days. You know, it, it's actually because we've had fifty years of legal abortion in the United States, with up to nearly over sixty million abortions happening, and a massive, and that that has had a massive fallout. You've had, you know, countless stories and people speaking out about the impact of abortion on their lives. You'll have the stories of people who survived abortions, who were left to die and survived because a nurse took pity on them. After after a failed abortion, you've had the stories of young people. And I think it's really heartening. There's a a national march for life in Washington, D.C. every year. And you'll often see at those events, young people holding up placards saying, my mother nearly aborted me. She Mm -hmm. didn't go ahead with it because somebody lent her, you know, a kind word, offered her support outside an abortion clinic. So if we're talking, if we if, if we were to believe what we hear, that this was taking away rights, who are we to say that that young person, that 25-year-old or 30-year-old, or that woman, people like Melissa Oden who survived the abortion procedure and speak out about it, who are we to say that they don't have a right to life? Mm. So I think that, you know, we have to, uh, have, and we also have to be proportionate around the discussion because I really have heard so many you know, so many. I mean, all of the kind of the volatility around it is kind of worrying, and and you know, um, obviously in the coming days we we hope that things will remain calm, but we really should be looking at yesterday as. A massive step forward for human rights uh, and not the opposite um yeah I, I was you me,
0: painted what the decision yesterday can you tell us anything about the ruling, and I'm curious to know what you think uh, what kind of global impact it will have like will it have an mm-hmm. impact here after we've just uh, brought you know abortion into Ireland? Will it have an impact here, do you think? <laughs>
1: I think it will in due course. So the ruling um, itself. So it was a case called Dobbs versus Jackson. Um, the original ruling uh, of Roe versus Wade, which happened in 1973, it interpreted um, uh, an article of the Constitution and the, and the right to privacy as allowing for a right to abortion. Though so it effectively legalised abortion throughout the full nine months of pregnancy throughout the full 50 states of, of America which meant that it was difficult and for individual states to introduce protections and to reduce you know to introduce protections to the unborn and to make you know less extreme laws what the ruling has done is it has overruled the the, the judges have done they've overruled that original case and now the issue goes back to the individual states mm-hmm. so it's not an outright ban again that was kind of i think that's come across a little bit falsely as well in some sections of the media that it's an outright ban on abortion it's actually not what it's doing is it's sending it back to each individual state and each individual state then will make a decision based on the democratic you know yeah. um structure
0: in that state so they all have yeah, their so it makes it much more and, local much more local decision then
1: and 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 democratic mm-hmm. and um it's a little bit like i suppose you could you could say a little bit like the european union model you know where you remember say the european union the same kind of federal system but like the you know the the the, the principle of subsidiarity within the eu allows each country to make their own laws on these kind of issues
0: mm-hmm. so it's, it's
1: it's a little bit like that and i think that um you know that means that for some states uh, they will immediately um, you know, as you say, declare national holiday. Immediately, want to introduce more protections for the unborn children in that state. For some states, they'll continue with their very extreme laws. Um, you know, states like New York, when when they introduced abortion up to birth a couple of years ago, when Governor Cuomo lit up the uh, the One World Trade Center to celebrate abortion up to birth. You know, so I mean, you know, you're going to have different. Structures and different setups in, in each state, but what the, deci- the, the decision has done, it's allowed for states to introduce those protections, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's so it's, that's different. You know, so it's very important that people would be aware that that's what is actually done. Yeah, which um, seems
0: more more uh, tempered as well than than what you're hearing in in the media. What, what just let, finally, Eilish, what impact do you think it's going to have here in Ireland?
1: Well, look, it's certainly going to um, open the discussion again. We have a three-year review of our abortion law happening at the moment. And our abortion law, which came in in the beginning of January 2019, has already resulted in over 21,000 abortions. We're waiting for the official figures they will be coming out in the coming days but based on what one of the government ministers said on record in the doll a couple of weeks ago, we expect that figure to be over 21,000 abortions. So that's a huge, really, really massive abortion rate, much more than anyone would have anticipated, much more than we would have been promised um, prior to repeal of the Eighth Amendment back in 2018 when senior members of government, uh, you know, gave commitments that the abortions would be low numbers, that they'd be rare. Uh, That kind of terminology was used uh, and, and of course, voters relied on that. So I think that, you know, uh, America had 60 million abortions uh, prior to the decision yesterday, over 60 million abortions. I think that it's really important that Ireland and other countries, Western world countries, would learn from that and and reassess their laws and not wait for the kind of massive kind of the tragedy of that yeah. level of abortion. In those the are huge numbers. Those
0: are huge. You can't fathom it, really. I mean, it's massive amount.
1: And I think what happens is, you know, when we talk about numbers, we talk about 21,000, we talk about 60 million, we kind of forget that we're actually talking about little unborn babies, you know, that Human each beings. one of those numbers yeah. represents a person, a person yeah. whose life was ended. Some of those lives being ended in late term, some of those lives, be, lives being ended because they were diagnosed with disability. I mean, just Mm. this week, we saw the Irish figures, the abortions that happened in England of Irish, of people from Ireland, women from Ireland. Um, Last week, the figures uh, told us that 59 of the women who travelled to England to have abortions there last year had them because their unborn baby was diagnosed with Down syndrome. And Mm. in an age when, you know, we're so conscious about being uh, inclusive and Um, you know being welcoming towards people with disabilities in life the idea that that's still something that doctors are recommending is truly you know shocking and I think that I really believe that this decision yesterday may have a little bit of that kind of effect of kind of having other countries think twice um, about their own laws and just try to really I suppose be more compassionate as a community, compassionate towards mothers and unplanned pregnancy, but also compassionate
0: towards little babies in the womb. Yeah. Um, and just try and make things better. Thank you so much for coming on this morning, Eilish. Can you tell people how to get in touch with you there at the Pro-Life Campaign?
1: Sure, well, prolifecampaign.ie is our website, and on that anybody can get up-to-date news on events. And we're actually going to be having a webinar um, on Tuesday evening, and we're really blessed that we're going to have Kristen Hawkins of Students for Life of America um, as our guest uh, speaker on that webinar, to give us a full update um, on all of the um, happenings in the U.S. She's very involved, at a very high level uh, in the pro-life movement in the U.S. So that would be a very exciting update on the Roe versus Wade um, case uh, and everything that's going on around that. And so people can register for that event. It's happening on Tuesday, but they can register by going on to prolifecampaign.e clicking events.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for coming on this morning and giving us that update. Thanks, Jackie, for having me. Yeah, that's Eilish Mulroy from the Pro-Life Campaign. And uh, you can go to their website to get more information on that webinar coming up this week. Thanks for listening to our Spirit Radio podcast. Don't miss out. Subscribe today. Find out how at
1: spiritradio.ie.